What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy, Acton Academy Placer, ApogeeStrong.com, and our friends over at Discover Praxis. Uh, today's guest is somebody I've gotten to know uh, over the last, gosh, man, probably decade or so, and uh, just a super good dude, along with being a UFC Hall of Famer, uh, one of the best mixed martial artists uh, in history, a phenomenal entrepreneur, uh, coach, uh, husband, and more recently, dad. Uh, he's a phenomenal dad to, to two youngsters as well. So uh, please welcome Mr. Uriah Faber. Recording. There's the creepy lady, dude, and we got Faber with us. What's up, brother? <laughs> what a creep. Yeah, she is a creep, dude. I, I hate that they added that, man. It makes the interviews like 100 times more creepy to start it off. Yeah, it's legit. Dude, good to see you, brother. Man, thank you for, for taking time, too, dude. Um, on the road, man. This guy's always moving and shaking, dude, out in Arizona. Yeah, just landed out here in Arizona and uh, trying to get smarter and learn from some, some Gs in the real estate game and have a good time. I'll be back early tomorrow morning. To, Making to it a quick trip, dude. Yeah, yeah, good for right. you, man. Dude, and that's... Um, so, I mean, we'll jump into it because I know you've got, uh, I know you got stuff to do. So like the whole premise of what we do, man, is we've got, um, superstars like yourself, right? Like Gary Vee, Patrick, Bet, David, Seth Godin, like they jump on and they're answering questions that we've got from young people all over the world. We're going, you know, we're going to superstars, man. What do you guys want to hear from them? And so the number one question they always want to hear has to do with like that continual learning and who are your, you know, kind of who are your mentors? So who are you kind of looking to right now in your next phase of growth, man? You got your boy Pete. Yeah, you know what? I, what I've done is just kind of find areas that I'm interested and passionate about, and then throughout time, just built some alliances and some real mentors. Uh, I would say some guys that I really look 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 up to in the real estate game. Uh, Pete Jeremy is a local Sacramento guy. John Saka. Uh, I have, uh, uh, in the, in the fitness industry, I've got Jim Rowley and Mark Mastrov that, that I, I go to, I've had an opportunity to, to spend some time with those guys. Pete is my neighbor, uh, John oh, nice. Saka. I actually rented some space from him at one point for a, for a business venture. He's a commercial guy. Pete's a multi-family guy. I've got, uh, Mark Mastroff started 24 hour fitness, sold that. He owns UFC gym franchises and, yep. and crunch gyms and a bunch of other stuff in the fitness world. And, uh, you know, Lorenzo Fertitta is somebody that I really look up to and, and is just a phone call away. Uh, you know, when he was out here for him and Pete and John and Mastroff, uh, all those guys are amazing dads too. Yeah, And that's the coolest thing. Like, I've, I've seen from, from, from each one of those individuals, like I got to spend time with Mastrov's kids out in Hawaii and I've, I've met them throughout time. And I've, I know his son, but they're like over, over achieving kids, super grounded kids, even though their, their, their parents are busy and wealthy and they're just like some of the salt of the earth type That's... of kids you want to hang out with. Um, same with, with uh, Lorenzo Fertitta when he was, you know, running the UFC there's time and time again where he'd, he'd touch base and say, Hey man, just let you know, uh, out on a college trip with the kids and, you know, good luck this weekend or whatever it is, whatever it may be. Uh, 
you know, Pete Jeremia, he's all about his boys and John Saka, he's got his daughters playing high level sports in college and, and just kind of, you know, following that path of, it, of kids and family first, but, but fitting in a lot of business. So it's been cool, man. That, that, that's, that's what interests me. That's a, that's a big deal, dude. And the, uh, uh, that whole dad thing, man, that's your legacy. Dude, you know, like it doesn't matter what what kind of stuff you've done, man. And you you're knowing, you know, with Cali and Rome now, dude. Like that's your legacy right there. That's that's yeah. the number. That is number one, man, by far. Yeah, and and I actually uh, I've just been touched with this this uh, this young kid. He's a twenty year old kid named Bishal, um, and he is just up on his business game. And, and we've been talking about doing some business together and stuff, and it's baffling to me that he's only 20 years old and he knows so much he's like breaking down businesses and, yep. and he's getting into multi multi uh multiple franchise models of different types of things and and i'm like man what the heck's you know what what's going on to to where you've become this guy and he his dad was an immigrant his dad's kept him in the business talks since he was like nine yep. ten years old so he's just been there for 10 years you know in the mud with, with his, with his pops on, on doing business. And they're, they're in the freight business and then they've done some car wash business, they've done hotel business. And now he's looking at gym business. And, and it's just, it's inspiring for me who, who has taken over the, the, the role of athlete businessman and now being a father. So it, it's been fun, man. It's been really cool. That's rad, man. I love to, I love to hear that, man. One of the things I always talk to, you know, the parents about, especially at the schools that we run is, you know, your kids are going to do what you do way before they do what you say, man. So you lead by example. You know, if you yeah. want them to go on this freaking journey, man, you got to be willing to go on that journey yourself. You got to be in, you know, you got to be in that and then bring them along with you, man. That's a big, um, I mean, that's a big deal. Were, was mom and pops, were they entrepreneurial too? Or did you just kind of have that DNA on your own? Well, I would say looking back now, realizing that they were entrepreneurial, but not even just entrepreneurial, just more about uh, passion. So it wasn't like they're, they were booming entrepreneurs. They yeah. were just people that were able to dictate their own time. And yep. my dad is a, you know, a, a skilled carpenter and then became a, a uh, general contractor and never had a great success as a businessman per se, but was so skilled and so knowledgeable and so friendly that he's never gone without yeah. and has done a lot of projects for me. Um, a nice, nice guy that doesn't know how to ask for, for the right dollar sometimes. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> bidding, bidding incorrectly and, and, and everything else. So, uh, we've been learning together on that front, but he's always dictated his own time and put us kids first. And my mom on the other side, my stepdad, Tom, they were entrepreneurial, but kind of late in the game. Yeah. You know, my stepdad, my stepdad, Tom was, you know, started mowing lawns in the fabulous forties and working at the cemetery uh, and then mowing lawns on the side. And then he had a, a ponds of Eden, like, like business that he tried to start in his backyard. That was like plants that, that are in ponds. And I remember being along for that process. It didn't go well. And then, we started a family business uh, in 1994 that was something that helped change my mind. Yeah. It was it was like a small coffee shop, about 500 square feet, the small town of Lincoln, 7,000 square, 7,000 people. Go Zebras. And 
yeah and it was it was a, a literally a year of of building out the space on our own doing the work my stepdad at the time was working uh for the city of rockland like wearing the orange shirts and yep. my my mom had just uh just get, had given birth to my sister michaela who so she was out of work at working at nordstrom as a saleswoman yep. and we started this little family business and that little business was a passion project it was the best of everything we were, we were driving one place to get gelato and ghirardelli chocolates and the the uh you know the the top italian soda uh, you know uh syrups yeah. for, for italian sodas and we'd go to three different bakeries i remember because i'd make the drive sometimes when i first got my license yeah. to, to edera's for this type of scone and, and the muffins and we go to muffins etc and then we go to the the bagel shop for the bagel dogs and, and it was like a really a culturally good. cool place we'd have poetry reading and, and musicians come play and and that was the first time we had excess of cash out of that little tiny shop. Yeah. And I was like, wow, why didn't we do this earlier? That's you know what rad, I mean? dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys roll? Was, what'd you end up doing with that? So during that time, and this is before the economy crashed, uh, my parents started buying little, little real estate investments. Like little rentals. And little rentals and that kind of stuff. And they got up to like 15 different properties but there was before the economy crashed and they were doing like everything you could do you could you could get private money loans and you'd get yep. a no you know uh reverse mortgage or whatever it was and my stepdad was a risk taker but it all fell down once the economy crashed yep. ended up selling the coffee shop for a profit my mom at the at the time started a, a, a home decor place called deja vu that was like candles and um lamps and like all sorts of cool little stuff that we did the same thing with it was right around the corner from the coffee shop yeah. ended up selling that and then then the economy crashed and they lost you know all their stuff mm -hmm. and uh so that was also a, a rude awakening and the mistakes that they made during that time were were you know i was old enough to understand why things didn't work yep. they're buying properties and not getting them cash flowing in, in time and and you know leveraged out the door and and just you know so just like the rest of the, the world and the economy in the U S at that time, you know, got, got torn got apart. Hammered. Yeah. And so, uh, I got to see a lot of this stuff and be part of it. You know, I, I did the work on the coffee shop yeah. to get it ready for a year. And then I worked the coffee shop sometimes on a school night till 11 and then, uh, saw all the bits and pieces of going to this place for this, you know, amazing product at a you know, scone and a, and a muffins, et cetera, muffin and a, and a bagel dog from this bagel dog place, the gelato that was getting made homemade up in Auburn and, um, legit. just, you know, the quality of stuff. Yeah, man. And that's why we had so much success during the time. It actually took us two years or a year to do that build out. Yeah. Cause it was like a piecework thing on that little coffee shop during that time two people with money decided to steal our idea right next to a us and, and open a coffee shop and it happened quicker for them. And we put both those guys out of business. Dang. So it was kind of a cool, uh, a cool lesson there too. That's legit, man. So how's that going to imp? So now that you've got parents too, and you're looking at schools, I mean, that's, that's why I build the schools that I build, right? Like we, the, our kids are all starting businesses. It doesn't matter if you're five, 12, 18. I mean, they're all starting businesses. That's part of what they do. That's part of their curriculum and school experience. If they make some money, great. And we've got some that are making 
I mean, there are students in Texas making six figures. We got some out here like that are in high school, right? Um, wow. My daughters do. We've got our little ranch in Loomis and we've got horses out there and my girls are 10 and eight and dude, they bought the horses with their businesses wow. that are rolling, right? So it's pretty legit, man. So how does that um, impact kind of the way you guys, like you and Jazz start talking about school and, and education? Because these are, dude, this is real learning. You and I grew up at the same time, man. We went to the same kind of schools. Um, dude, we didn't have, we didn't dip our toes in any of this stuff. Yeah. We had no idea. You know, for me, and it's inspiring to hear you talk about this, and um, I've seen the difference. You know, two guys in particular, uh, Dave Shapiro yep. is one of my college roommates and, and a good buddy of mine. He ran uh, uh, top of line coaching for, for, uh, for a lot of years. Or what's it? Uh, what is it? I forget the name of the nonprofit. That's about all positive coaching, positive coaching. Alliance. Yeah. 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 We ran that for a long PCA. time, but I, I was, I was roommates with him in college and his dad was up on game on the real estate game and had a lot of properties and stuff. And I used to sit there and hear the mentorship that he got from his dad and just be shocked. Like he was like having, in-depth conversations during college and every decision about finances and about this and that. And then this, this kid that I met recently, Bishal and the knowledge he has, and, and he kind of told me the, the same gig, Lorenzo Fertito, two different times I went to negotiate my contract for the UFC yeah. and his sons that were just fresh out of the high school were in the, in the meetings. Yep. And I love to see all that. So uh, for me, I want to involve and educate my kids on these kind of things. But, but on the other side, uh, I really like that my daughter and everybody in my circle gets to see people in the gym working hard. Yep. Then she gets to go home and watch them on TV. Yep. And it's just seems like that's real life for them. Yep. You know, my neighbor Pete, you know, today we, we got on a, we got on an airplane to come check out some real estate. Um, my daughter's going to know that it's possible for somebody to own an airplane That's right. and to go when you want to go. Yep. And that for me, the way that is going to shape a young person's mind. And it's my job to make sure that they are not, you know, seeing it the wrong way and, and, yep. and taking it in the wrong way. But to, for them to understand like, Oh, you really want something you want to be on TV. Well, then you just go work hard or you want to go That's right. an airplane so you can go when you want. Well, how'd you do it, Pete? Well, it took, you know, 40 years or whatever, you know, whatever the yep, deal is. Yep. But those are the kind of lessons I want my kids to see and feel and, and they're getting to see that. I never did, but I had the parents that believed in that mentality. Totally. And can do that's it, man. It's that default. It's that default aggressive, right? And Jock always says that it default aggressive is believing it's possible. And that's where you yeah. start, right? Understanding that's possible. And those those lessons, dude, are so powerful. I remember sitting down, um, one of my business partners, who's a uh, he's a Sacramento billionaire, and he's the one that's buying all of our campuses for us to uh, to operate out of that. And I remember the first time I sat down with him and his son. I had no idea that it was his son. You know, we were sitting in there in these business meetings. I had no idea who the young guy was that was with him, and and he's calling yeah. the dude Chris, and you know they're going Chris and Todd, and they're just first names back and forth, and um, you know, and I thought this dude was just a seasoned vet, part of the team, and. It was just, dude, he was out for a day at work with Pops, man, and just learning the ropes, you know? That's yeah, legit, dude. It's, cool. it's legit. It's the way it's supposed to be. And then I got Morgan, my oldest, um, you know, we're going through a whole, like, setup of a foundation and, and all the business trusts and family trusts and all that stuff right now. And, and um, you know, so she, last night at the dinner table, she's 10, and she's throwing down to my wife, like, okay, here's how we're going to try to avoid taxes. And I'm like, all right, well, don't put it that way. Like, let's put it a different way. But, like, here's how we're playing yeah. the game, you know? Those conversations yeah. are important, dude. Um 
so it's so rad dude um so what are some of the things that you guys are working on right now you're looking at the the real estate thing i know you guys uh you know you got your hands in a few different few different things business-wise so like what's kind of the next few years look like for you so having kids really prioritizes things and so i'm trying to find more ways to get passive and more ways just to focus on the things that i'm really great at and really passionate about and that's still in the fight game i still love uh, bringing up team and, and coaching and mentoring the guys. And right now I'm flushing out a whole, uh, revenue, like, like, I guess conglomerate that, that feeds into the, to the team. Yep. And so I really want our team to be representing Sacramento as, you know, team alpha MMA as the, the pro team for fighting. So I'm working on the management side, the clothing side, the, the destination training side, the, uh, you know, the online university, the, mm. the, the gym business itself, the fighter coaching the fighters and, and showing all of these different ways that this can become a profitable thing. And then I want to do a raise to really take it to the next level. And, um, you know, on, on the same side, I'm really streamlining the gym. I've got a couple of gyms now, my UFC gyms in Rockland and Folsom and the gym in, in, in Sacramento. Um, I've got a production company and a fight, a fight organization that we're, just about to to hold our first two events coming up here. No way, in Sac. All gonna plan. Yeah, we're gonna do a December twelfth. We're gonna do a, a an amateur event at at my, at my gym. Nice with uh, amateur fighters, and then we're trying to do another something in February. And so, um, you know, at this point, I'm trying to tie all of those things in. You know, the production company can help do a bunch of different things. We're pitching shows to the UFC Fight Pass, and we're we're putting together all these these uh, these different things that hopefully hit, but um, putting the right people into place and, and kind of building things around the passion and the things that I've already been working on for years and years and years because I love it. That's awesome, know? man. That's awesome. Good for you, dude. That's huge, man. That's a big that's a big deal. And for anybody who doesn't know, man, you guys, I mean, the whole team is it's not just a solid group of pros, but just good dudes, man. Just, yeah, just a, you. you know, just a whole bunch of good guys, man. We've had uh, Elkins has been out here quite a bit doing some stuff. He came over to the TEDx and um, yeah. just getting to know him and his wife, man. Good, good folks. Obviously, I know Danny, um, you know, know Danny real well and, and chat yeah. a little bit too. Just a bunch of good, good guys, man. I mean, first and foremost, you know, good humans. Yeah. And it's cool in the room right now. We just had a, a kid come in from Afghanistan who was fleeing uh, Afghanistan after the, you know, all the stuff that's going on there nine and one we've got about five chinese fighters that are that are in-house now song Yidong just Stugs. had a big knockout this last saturday uh we've got brazil we've got russia we've got the uk we've got um you know japan we've got you know people from all over chechnya and and, and liberia and, and uh Sudanam and you know these people are all coming to sacramento to be yeah. part of what we built so for me, that's really exciting. It's really cool to see. It's it's really cool to see that my kids grow up and that's their normal. I love that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just around people that oh, there's my uncle, Uncle Touchy Feely. That's right. On TV yep. doing the interview and and you know that's cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's been awesome, man. That's cool. That's Alexi. I I love to hear that, man. And I'm gonna let you. I know you got uh, you know you're out there doing your thing, man. So we'll let you jump off. I wanted to tell you real quick. Um, you mentioned Masteroff, man. And there's no way on earth he remembers this. But I leave college, man. I turned down the uh, Secret Service job, which is what I thought I was going to be 
thought I was going to be doing. Went to work for <clears throat> Abercrombie and Fitch for a little bit, uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then transitioned over to uh, to twenty four hour fitness, man. Before I went to work in Stanford and, and started down this whole education game, and uh, I was training out in Walnut Creek, and uh, the, one of the one of the trainers goes, "Hey, man, I can't." I can't make my appointment today. Will you train this dude? And I'm like, sure, man, no worries. And he's like, yeah, man, this guy's name is Mark. He's a super cool dude, man. You're going to like him. And uh, he obviously knew who it was, dude. I had I had no idea at the time. So I run this training session uh, with this guy, Mark, and, and he just starts talking about this entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurial journey. And just he shifted my mindset a little bit to start thinking in more of an entrepreneurial fashion. I definitely never really? grew up thinking that way. Um, and he never even said who he was, man. He was just the most humble, like humble dude. You know, and it wasn't until afterwards that I realized that that's who it was, man, that it was Mastroff. So, um, you know, a little debt of gratitude to him there too, man. So it's kind of cool. Well, I'll reconnect this because I'm going to tell you, master of salt of the earth dude he's he's a great dude Good man and he would love to and he he might even remember that man you know he's he's a sharp dude he is a sharp and guy he may remember that and uh and and so cool man it's it's nice to have guys like that i can i can reach out to and get some advice but. no doubt man so, no doubt we're gonna, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap your brother yeah man I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for taking the time, man. Let me know anytime you and Jazz want to come by, check out the school, man, and uh, anything I can do for them kiddos, dude, say the word. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, you helping out McCarley, Charlie McCarley for the school yeah, out man. there. Yeah, uh, man. Glad to help. Out there at ADH, man. man. That's going to be awesome. And, yeah. You know, you guys, uh, right when he started talking, I was like, man, you got to meet Matt. I'm glad I appreciate you guys it, man. Off and I appreciate you helping him out. Anytime, brother. Anything I can do, yeah. man, say the word. Thank you, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, Enjoy I, the trip. Hey, I'm going to send you out some of our new Alpha Male gear, too. Anytime. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll get your address, uh, best address. I'm going to send you over some gear to, to rep. You rocked, huh? I appreciate you. Cool, bro. Thank you, man. There you go, man. Check out everything he's doing. Check him out at uh, Uriah Faber. Go check out the team Alpha Male uh, conglomerate and, and all they're doing as well, man. Just a whole bunch of good guys that are out there working really, really hard at their craft and working really hard to make an impact on society in general. And I appreciate you all listening. We will see you all next time.